Disclaimer. AFL players, coaches, and umpires are professionals. The hilarious remarks and nicknames said in this podcast are not intended to be offensive in any way. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. Kiss him on the lips indeed. This <laughs> is the Cousins AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm Keebs, coach of the Super Subs. I'm here with my cousin Jados. Coach of NFNL, KFKL. Here we are. Straight off We're the back. T- straight off the top, I've got a bone to pick with you, right? <laughs> and it's about something that you said on last week's episode. Okay, go. You said, and I quote, I've selected Fife as one of my keepers in our keeper league. Our keeper draft was on Friday night. When I scrolled through the forwards, there was N5 sitting there <laughs> as an available player. What is, what's the go? I, yeah, I dropped him. I'm sorry, Fifey. I love you. You're the man. I, yeah, I w- actually wanted to start, <laughs> I wanted to start this ep with, an, with a public apology to Fifey, actually, but. About, well, about dropping him? Or just, just about, just, in general? just about saying he sucks on like two of our previous pods. Because honestly, he got me into fantasy. <laughs> so, well, not him personally. So you were hoping to start with a public apology, but instead you've you've smeared his name yeah, by I'd, delisting him from your team. Yeah, I had to drop him in uh in our keeper league. I'm not I don't regret it, but yeah. Fife is still the man. He's still the team will always be named after him. Nah, you, should, you have to understand. It has that, to be cause. time. You can't delist someone and keep their <laughs> them as your team name. Well, I've done it. And it's going to be that way. All right. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm super pumped for today's episode. We are making the Cousins AFL Fantasy team. So we're making our combined team. And it's just exciting because we've never had a combined team before. Never. This is the first time. Um, I've never actually had a second team. I, I, I've had one. Shh. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell the warn dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is going to be exciting though because there's a lot of players that we've kind of grown fond of together over the years. So it'll be nice to try and incorporate them all into the one into the one team. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to do this because there's going to be a lot of back and forth and probably some, uh, you know, a family feud over over the players we pick. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think the way we want to go about it is we want to like we want to actually make a good team, but we're we're trying to pick players that we're both super keen on, but we haven't been able to fit into our own classic teams at this stage. Yeah, I think that's the best way of doing it because there's so many players throughout the league. Like I could realistically have a team of 100 players right now, Yeah, but they don't all fit. No, so. they don't. <laughs> and it, it'll just feel, I'll just feel a little bit better if like one of the players <laughs> that I was really keen on, but I didn't have the balls to pick ends up like dominating at least to be like, yeah, we picked him in the cousins team. Love it. And uh, you know, if we win the car, then we we'll win s- the car. We'll split it, I guess. <laughs> we'll just chop it down the middle. Yeah. I, w- I want I want the front half. <laughs> oh, I thought you were, I th- I imagined that we'd chop it through like the you know, through so one half so you get two sides of it. One half drives and the other half just Yeah. Rides, it. shotgun. 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do you want to tell us a bit about what we're looking for in our cousin's team? Well, what do you mean what we're looking for? What, well, why don't you clarify what you mean by that? Well, I guess we already touched on it, just players that we're both sort of keen on that we haven't been able to fit into our own classic teams. Yeah. But I feel like it's going to be a bit of just playing favorites as well. To, oh, <laughs> to yeah, oh, absolutely. Extent. There are a couple of players that I, I just, they're kind of like our, our favorites at the Cousins. Um, and, we, you know, I, I, I would love to find a way to squeeze them in there. You know, you have your boys. Yeah. Um, we've we've probably touched on them quite a lot in previous episodes <laughs> as it is, um, and I'll do my best to try and you know get them in there. But if you, you know, if you tell me no, we'll maybe see. we we'll won't. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we've we've already pre-selected our rocks. I think should we go through each? You mean rookies? Yeah, r- rookies. Sorry, not rocks. Rookies, rooks, not rocks. Um, should we go through those as we read out each line, or do you want to just drop them all right now? Let's drop them all now, and then as we approach each line, we can also just reiterate. Okay, so, yeah. Our starting rookies on field, we have Darcy Wilmot Wilmot in defense, um, Will Ashcroft and Will Phillips in the midfield. We don't have any rucks on field, obviously. There's just none. <laughs> that would just be silly. Yeah, there are none anyway. And then in the forward line, we have Harry Sheasel and Matthias Philippou. Poo poo. Yep. Then we've got we've spent up a little bit on our bench, which I think is just a good strat. It's just a safe way to you know go about it early. Anyway, early then if there's any changes, you still have the money there to to play around. You don't have to worry too much. But our bench rookies in defense, we've got Ruben Jinby and Lockie Cowan. In the mids, we've got Cam McKenzie and Jai Clark. In the ruck, we've got Nicholas Madden. And that is purely because the Giants have a lot of late games. So he's our he's our loophole option. Yeah. And f- he's got flexibility as well. Ruck yeah, forward. Ruck forward, ruck forward. Um, in the forwards, we've got Charlie Conbin and Luke Pedler. And our utility is Campbell Chesser, who has that deaf mid eligibility. Yeah. So any of these bench rookies could end up realistically wind up being anyone come round one. I, I don't feel like it's too important, which is exactly why we've just locked it in before we get into the discussion. Yeah, and we've spent a bit of money there just to ensure that we have the flexibility to, to chop and change exactly. the rooks that we've got. Yeah, and any of them could come on field. So, yeah, we just thought we'd get that out the way so that we can discuss the, the actually exciting players to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we were going to start with mids, but seeing as though it's the fastest line, do you want to just get straight into rucks and do rucks first? You want to start with rucks? Rucks. I just think it's the easiest they're probably the most solid options. We'll Go get. for it. Let's do it. All right. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just find it funny because, okay, so you got, you picture yourself like opening up fantasy for the first time when it launches <laughs> in <laughs> in December or January and- Straight to the rock line, yeah, baby. It's just, it's just not it's not how you pick a team, is it? Well, how do oh, you- actually, to be fair, Rowan Marshall might have been my first pick. Yeah, he was definitely in the first few for me. <laughs> where, where, well, where do you normally go? Normally, I honestly just M1, start- M1, always M1 for me. Really? Normally, yeah. I just start top to bottom and I just go defense and work my way through. I just, it, it just, it's like, it's exciting to start with the midfielders, you know, the engine room. And also just M1 is just always, you know. Well, let's start in the mids then. <laughs> Lead the way. Lead the way. Well- yeah. I, w- I kind of want to make a case to not start with a big dog at M1. 
Who, who do you consider the big dogs to be then? Well, I mean, obviously you have Rory Laird. Um, I'm so keen to fade Rory Laird. Yeah, me too. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So we're passing up on him. Basically anyone that's priced above 110 just out for me. So like Brayshaw, Oliver, Mills, nah. What about Steel? I know I know you've been keen on Steel. I love Steel. We could I would be happy to have him in the Cousins team because he's not in my team personally, but I've I've like he keeps floating in just cuz I love him so much. Yeah, and he, he's such a beast. He's currently my personal M1, but I don't yeah, I I can't decide if I want to pay that much for him or not. Let's let's fade him for now because I don't, I don't want to pick the most expensive guy that we can. Yeah. Like straight straight off the bat. All right, so M1 who are you who are you looking at? See, I'm so in my personal team, I I like the idea of having M1 around the 100k. Uh, sorry, a, a player priced around the 100 mark. There are a handful of them that I'm really keen on. Um such as well McRae for one. We all know what McRae does, how good he is. Yeah. Um He's my M1 in my classic team. And it's kind of, it's kind of vanilla, but he's a beast. And I I feel like you're going about it the wrong way if you don't have him. I agree that McRae is a beast. I'm slightly concerned about the reports coming out of the dogs of him playing forward, but it's just weird. So many random things get thrown up in the preseason and only like half of them stick. I can't really see him playing forward, but. Okay, well, the thing about the dogs is that they have some more mid-time up for grabs, first of all, with Dunks leaving. Yeah. So they're looking for the best candidate to go in there and take that time. So, so, so to me, it makes sense that in the preseason, they're actually going to trial like more people in there than are actually going to be there in the season, you know, just to see who like puts their hand up as the main candidate. That, that makes a lot of sense. There's... The player that I am keen to have at M1 in the Cousins team is Baz, and it's for a similar reason. I think he's going to eat up some of, some of Dunk's minutes, and the way that he started last year was massive. Yeah, it was insane. I, I mean, we're both, we've both been talking about Baz quite a lot this preseason um, he, he's one for that, our personal classic teams. Yeah, he's one that I'm keen on, but I'm not super... 100% sold on starting in my personal team. <laughs> well, maybe maybe he's the perfect perfect option for M1 he, for the Cousins team, like pure potential. There's there's ups- He's only, what? how old is he? Like 22? Yeah, young. I think he's going into his fifth season. Yeah. And like he was the number two player at the, the start of last year. Like he came out yeah. hot, maybe even number one. It was him and Andy. Um, he was playing massive time on ground. Um. He was he was hitting every stat line. Yeah, he yeah. was dominating. That my only concern with Bailey Smith is the tags. I think he's due. F- he's he's like the guy that they might look to shut down. Well, I think he, he provides got, so much run. I think he got tagged speed once last year by Zach Tui of all people. He he was tagged in the final final um final round of the season last year by oh, I can't remember, who, <laughs> but I no because I remember because. It almost um, decided who won the car. Wow! A, yeah, a Baz tag. Yeah, and they, re- they so they tagged him for three quarters, and then they released the tag. I do, I do remember that actually. Yeah, he was, he was, yeah, he was 
doing horribly and then he junked it up in the fourth quarter and it decided the car. I'm pretty sure they played... No, I don't remember. <laughs> I was going to... Nah, I lost it's, it. <laughs> it's kind of irrelevant, but the point is I think Bailey Smith is due more tags. All right, well, we'll get rid of him from M1. No, 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 no. no I will. selfish. No, no, I'm still... <laughs> No, no so, him. so they. I just looked, and they play the Saints in round two. Yeah, which w- like to run Windhager, Windhager and yeah. sometimes Owens as taggers. As taggers. So you've, you you've scared me immediately. All right, well, McRae is McRae is my boy, and I'll I'll love him forever. So I'm, I I'm happy to run with him at F one, <laughs> even though I just I just talked about the Smith tag. I'm actually keen to have him in the Cousins team. It's just exciting. It is. You don't ex- think it, it's exciting? It, it is exciting. He could be anything. Well, hopefully he doesn't get a wind hag- hager tag. So we've got, we'll no. lock Baz You're picking him for a season though, not just for the start. Do we want to go- M1. Do we want to go McRae M2? I rate it. I'm into it. I think- Baz and McRae, the, the dogs. The dogs in general, that I, I can foresee both of these guys having a massive Im- yeah. improvement this year. McRae, yeah. We touched on in the Pigs episode, but McRae's probably the closest player ever- to not to to being a pig, but actually not get crowned as one. Yeah. So he's still fairly young. McRae is the man. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm keen to have them both. Yeah. All right. M three. Who we're we looking at? I'm sort of keen, and by sort of I mean very keen <laughs> to have Darcy Parish as our M three. Yeah. So okay. So straight away we've decided to not pick a player price around the one ten mark. Not no big dogs, and we're going for three players around the hundred mark. Yeah, but I think with this price range in general, I think you you want someone that's going to go one ten plus for them to be a good pick and push top eight, yeah, or around the top eight, maybe like a top twelve mid, or at least very close to. So th- I f- I feel like there's two ways that we can go about it: is we can pick another guy around that mark who we think could be close to top eight, or we could drop down to the sort of mid seven hundred k range and look at starting with two guys. That are around that price that could potentially pop and go up to like one, a hundred plus average guys. So we there's could, a, we could do it either way. Like th- there's a bunch that stick out to me straight off the top, which is Adams, Berry, Sarong, Newcomb, Green, Chera, Chera as well. I'd be keen to start with any of those six, but if I had to rank them, I'd probably go. Barry, Adams, Chera. <laughs> it would literally be the opposite for me. That would be the last. No, thing. actually, uh, Tom Green. Yeah, like really, like, Tom Green and Chera are the two that I'm keen on. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So for me, it's Barry and Adams. <sighs> I don't. I don't. Is, I don't want Barry in the Cousins team. Barry is the man. All right. We're talking about Sam Barry, by the way. Yeah, Sam, Sam Barry. Look, we. We'll, we'll go talk again. me into him keeps because uh, you're you're so big on Sam Barry. All right, I've actually got some stats here to back me up. Go. So after the buy last year, he averaged ninety one point two. What's he priced at? Start with that. So he's priced at eighty four. Okay. So immediately, just based on that, there's seven points upside. Ninety one point two after the buy. He also averaged eleven tackles after the buy. Eleven tackles. Yeah, it's that's <laughs> so good. It's we love a player that tackles. Insane. Also, this is – I always sort of say don't pay too much attention to the intra-clubs. It, like, it's good to see players and, and, you know, potentially players in new roles and rookies and how they're all tracking and that. But 
Barry was spreading hard for plus sixes in the intra-club, and that's kind of been the only thing missing from his game was just those little cheapies. He's a beast, mate. He's going to be in the Crows' top two midfielders with Rory Laird as the other one. I reckon he's gone 100 plus minimum. 100 plus. He averaged 11 tackles after the bye. He averaged 9.5 tackles for the entire but year. But I just the, – see, the thing is I don't know if those kinds of tackle numbers are sustainable. Even if they're – so – the 11 tackles, maybe not. But if, if he drops back to like 9.5, which I think is very sustainable. He, he honestly is probably the best tackler I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, he's 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 very good. <laughs> His second year, that's yeah. that's what he averages. It's crazy. Um, I don't I don't want it. I don't want him. <laughs> we'll go we'll, we'll go against him, but I'm red hot on him. Okay. This okay. Year. So before we decide on what players around this 700k mark that we want sam barry 100 plus <laughs> i'm telling you is it keeps guarantee is it's it? a keeps guarantee all right and, and he's in my he's in my personal classic yeah. team and so. you're green hot on him are you i'm all kinds of hot on him <laughs> um can we talk about whether we're going to pick titch yeah okay because uh, if you want two 700k guys i don't think we're squeezing in titch unless we take out mccray <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe that's... maybe what we do what we should do is decide between Titch and McRae. Okay, so what what's your preference? Oh, I want them both. I want them both, and then one guy around the seven hundred k mark. Yeah, okay. But you you want to you don't want Titch, do you? I'm going a little bit cold on Titch. Not uh, Titch is a, he's a pig. He's a beast. He's been a beast at two clubs, but. He had a, a pretty horrific injury a few years ago. He's come back. He did. A, he's done a one fifteen since, which is you know massive. He got pushed out at the Hawks, going to the Pies that don't necessarily have the most fantasy friendly game style. It's uh, he he'll be a starting mid there, but I'm just sort of struggling to see how he's going to get get amongst all the junk and be the player that we've we've come to know and love across the years. Like, yeah, I don't know if I'm. So your concern is Collingwood's play style? Yeah, partially. Like that he won't be junky. There's just not it's just not there. Unless they unless they make some changes. But I think he's gonna be, you know, inside grunt, feeding off handballs, one oh five plus. But I don't think he's really gonna go back to being like a one fifteen guy. And that's kind of what I'm looking at around that high eight hundred K range. Like I, I think Someone, someone like Parrish has probably got more upside, to be honest. But I know, I know that I'm in the, I'm in the minority <laughs> with that opinion. It's just, no one can see, no one can see me right now. But I'm rolling my eyes <laughs> as furiously as I can. You love Parrish, mate. Oh uh, no, I do love Parrish, but I just, I don't know how I feel about the Titch take. It's a, yeah, it's, I'm 50-50 on it. Like, you, you're it, so far in the mon- minority on this one. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, if we see the intra club game and Titch racks up 35 and has. He'll he'll come straight into the cousins team. Yeah. Six or seven tackles. He'll be in my team, but yeah. I'm cu- I'm concerned that his disposal numbers are going to drop, and he's just yeah. going to be an inside grunt feed feed out to the runners, and he's not going to get those cheap touches that he normally gets. Yeah, you're right. I'm like, I've thought about it quite a lot, and there is a world where Titch isn't a fantasy beast like anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like maybe like I, I think there's definitely upside. Um, like maybe he does 105, but yeah, there are there are potentially a lot of question marks around him. Yeah, it's it's 
really, really interesting. I'm I'm fading him in my classic team, my personal classic wow. team at the moment. But I, f- I thought that would make you more keen on him for the Cousins team. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just scared. That's I'm just scared. That's I'm. Well, I'm happy to actually fade him in the Cousins team because I don't know. It just. There, there is a world where he doesn't have that much upside. I brought him into my classic team last year and he disappointed. And, you know, his mid his mid-time was down, but it wasn't as low as most people think. Well, I've got the stats here. He was he had about 53% CBAs for this season. That's still it's solid. Decently high. For for a guy like Titch, yeah, you want you'd expect like 65, 70 yeah. at least. Uh, and I think that number goes up at the Pies. But you, if you think about how many mids they've got already on the list, like Adams, Dacos, the other Dacos. Pendles. Crisp, Pendles. Degoe. Degoe gets CBAs. Even Elliot gets CBAs. They've got young mids on the list that they need, pro- probably should try and get minutes into, like maybe Finn McRae. Finn McRae, yeah. Like even Bianco can run through there. or like They've got so many guys that they they – could Lipinski? That's another Lipinski, one. yeah. Yeah, so many mids. So it's hard to see Titch going in and just playing like 70%. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's fade him. Done. All right, so are we going to go another guy in the 800K range or are we going to go down to the 700s? I, I like the idea of maybe actually two 700K guys. Yeah, I'm keen on it too. So, so, two, so we have two 800K guys. Well, actually, no, sorry. They're 900K guys. But like priced in the low 100. So we've got Baz at M1. We've got McRae at M2. Yeah. I think if you really want parish cars. That's badish. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think maybe we have to decide between McRae and parish. Okay. I. <sighs> or any, any, any other names around that price range that right. you're interested ha- in. How about we, f- how about we fill out the rest and then we circle back. Circle back. All right. So we're picking our two. 700k guys m3 and m4 so you said you were the most keen on green and chera yep talk me through it well i don't know what is there (laughs) what is there to say tom green i feel like it's just obvious the upside that he has yeah yeah he he started last year massively green yeah he does he's he's always been touted as a like a he's just going to be an inside fantasy beast yeah you know what i mean um, he he is an inaugural member of the Hog Squad too. Yeah, he is also. Yeah, I, that could be fun just to have Tom Green. I I I want him in my classic team. From all reports, he's smashing this preseason. I, I'm not surprised. He, he the way he started last year was massive. If he can, yeah. what do you, what do you think he averages realistically? I think a hundred. Like I'm thinking at a minimum. Yeah, I, just over the triple figure mark. Yeah. All right, so we can. There is a we. I flagged a couple of episodes ago that he's not the kind of guy that gets heaps of outside nah. ball. You'd want him to up his tackle numbers a bit to to increase that average and maybe spread a bit more. Yeah. Um. But I just think there's so much opportunity for him. Like all the stars have aligned for him to have a breakout, and he he had a mini breakout last year where he was getting a lot of CBAs at the start. But the Giants just have so many midfielders or had so many midfielders that as soon as they started losing games, like Leon just throws the magnets everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So there's two more guys that I'm keen on or three, sorry, three more guys that I'm keen on around that Mm -hmm. area, which is Sarong, Newcomb and Adams. I'm also keen on Josh Ward, who's about 100K less. Mate, I'm dead keen on Josh Ward. 
he's not in my personal team because I'm just finding it hard to fit fit a player around that price range in. But he's 634k. Yeah, I think he's priced in the low 70s. Let me check that. Yeah, and he did 89 after the buy last year, which is it's already very impressive. Like 89 is is already enough to like. I mean, you, you start him on on his price, you know. Yeah, you probably want a little bit more upside, but it, it, even if he does just that's hit that seventeen, that's seventeen points upside. Exactly, it's still straight away. It's still enough. To- but he, here's a stat for you, Carl, on Josh Ward, right? So he averaged eighty nine post buy. Yeah, yep. But he was only getting twenty eight percent CBAs. Yeah, that definitely goes up, and that year. goes up way more in the intra club. He was in there starting. Starting mid rotation, I think he's getting at least fifty percent. Sam Mitchell rates him really highly too. Like he was in the at the first CBA in the first game of last year. Yeah, you know M- Mitchell has a soft spot for him. I've kind of likened him to McRae the way that he plays. Yeah, the way that he looks on field. I, yeah, I'm I'm keen to do it. Let's actually do it. Yeah, because I I don't quite have the guts to do it in my classic team just because yeah. it it's such high risk, high reward. But I honestly could see a world where he where he pushes like ninety plus, yeah, like man. pretty comfortably. I mean, considering he did eighty nine in the back half of last year, I could see like even ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, McRae, what did he do in his second season? Did he push a hundred in his second season? Yeah, I think one hundred and two or one hundred and three. That's wild. Yeah, man. yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Pretty impressive. But I think Ward's sort of the same, and and he's got the the pathway to easy mid minutes there without teaching Jago. So yeah, I'm kind of liking the look of this actually. So we've got. Currently, we've got Smith, McRae, Green, and Ward. I'm keen on Shade at M5. Yeah, I think it's, I think we have to. It's a popular pick, but it's popular for a reason. He should do 90 plus, and at 591k, it's yeah, it's kind of too too. He's still he's up. still at an age where he's in like kind of should be in his prime, and yeah. he's he's going to have bulk mid time. He's done it in the past. Like he ticks every box really. Mm. Yeah, okay. Sheed is an, is an obvious pick. Okay, so M6, who are you liking? Well, I think we've got two candidates. Yeah, who, who are you? Can well, you? a popular one around this, like for this M6 position is Warps. Yeah. Well, the other one that's gaining a lot of traction at the moment is um, Cully. Yeah. Jai Cully. Yeah. I like... Both. I'm going to throw up another name at you. Okay. And I want you to tell me what you think. Jack Bytel. No. Okay. <laughs> Hear me out. He's 305K. He started in- So you're basically, you're basically starting three rookies if you start him. That's fine. Yeah. There's more. Yeah, but I'm just saying we're changing, yeah, the yeah. structure is, is different. Yeah. So he's 305K. He started inside in the, the A team in the intra club. He's been talked about having a massive preseason. Apparently, Ross Lyon likes him. He averaged 108.2 in his last five in the VFL last year. Now, he missed a big chunk of last year because he was injured. That's why he didn't play in the AFL. He's got a few preseasons under his belt, possible inside role. He loves a tackle, solid VFL numbers, 305K. I reckon he could do 80-plus if he gets a game. What are his VFL numbers? I just told you. Say them again. <laughs> so in the la- <laughs> Sorry. In the last five of last year, yeah. he averaged 108.2. 108. 108.2. And that was so that was after he came back from injury. He got injured prior to that playing in the VFL, but his numbers are still rock solid. Okay. So 
has definitely an option. I I would be kind of keen to spend a little bit more there, considering we went cheaper with our M1, and we also went cheaper with our M3 because we don't have um, Titch. Yeah. So I I'd be kind of keen to not have three rookies. <laughs> yeah, I think it comes comes down to structure. It's probably one of those things that once we build the team, we'll circle back to all yeah. the positions. Yeah, and we'll he's see. he's definitely an option. He's actually like he, he put you put together a very good case there. His rookie price, and I think he's he's eighty plus if he plays. Yeah. So you're keen on either Warps or Cully. Yeah. War, warps is the easy pick for me because he's done it. He's done ninety plus before. He's he's priced so cheaply. I'm still pretty hot on Warps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, me too. People are sort of going cold on him. He was he was a little bit quiet in the intra club yesterday, but I'm not too concerned. I think he's 24 years old, and he did 97 back to back 97s in his second and third seasons. He's so cheap that even if he only, even if he you know significantly underperforms and he does like an 80, it's enough. It won't cook your season either. He, yeah, it's, he's there's so much meat on the bone that. He's going to be a good pick, yeah. Even if he, even if he doesn't hit the heights that we're all keen on yeah. to to get to, yeah. Cully, from all reports, is having a massive preseason and is like so keen to yeah. kind of take one of those Eagles midfield positions in round one. It's one of those things that we discussed on a previous pod, which is experience over breakout. Yeah. So that's why. I, well, I'll that's exactly what board. I was just about to say. The thing with Cully is. He just doesn't have really any runs on the board. You're like, yeah, no. He's all. obviously had a big preseason and he's going to improve and will have the role by all reports. But it, like the sample size, I think he played what four AFL games. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I think Warps has the runs on the board. I I I feel like he's the guy that's worth picking in that position. The, and then if he really flops, you can probably find the money to swap them mm. like two, in round two or round three or something. You well, know? part of the cousin's strat is saving a bank. So I think we'll definitely, that'll be an option for us. Yeah. But the other thing that, that sort of speaks to Warp's credentials is Titch and Jager, again, same argument for Ward, have gone out of the team. There's more time opening up. But for Cully, West Coast are getting all these midfielders back who yeah. miss time. Like, you know, yeah, he's she, really got to fight for that position. Yeah. Yeah. So Warp should be a walk up starter in the midfield. So I'm, yeah. I'm keen to go with that as well. Cool. So that's our midfield. So I'll run us through it again. We have at M1. Are we? Uh, yeah, just, I'm, I'm cutting you off. Oh, you want to you circle back to M2, don't you? Yes. To McRae and Parrish. All right. What do you, what do you think? I'm McRae every day of the week. I mean, I love Parrish. I have both of them in my classic team. What does McRae average this year? 110 plus. What does Parish average average this year? I think- I also think 110 plus, but like it, there there are more question marks around Parish at this stage. New coach, more midfielders entering into their team with Will Setterfield. That is not going to be a problem <laughs> all for Parish. Will all Setterfield saying, is all not- I'm saying is that their their midfield mix could change. Uh, uh nah, not all their splits, their no. midfield splits could change. No, nah. Parrish and Zeret, uh, seventy percent each. A grade midfielders. Yeah, They're not losing any time, All especially right. not for Setterfield. Keeps guarantee that, <laughs> mate. I 
will retire from fantasy coaching <laughs> if Will Setterfield subseats Darcy Parish in the midfield. No. <laughs> and as, it is not going to happen. There's no chance of it happening. No, I'm with you on that. But all I, I'm just playing devil's advocate that there are question marks. But it, there, there are potential question marks. Yeah. I, whereas McRae, it's the opposite, where Dunks is left and, or, like, if anything, he gets more midfield time. And McRae has been a fantasy stud for like five years. Yeah, Mc- he's had one down season, even longer. McRae's, yeah, yeah. McRae's, he's got, he does have the runs on the board. Let me throw one more name at you. Okay, Josh Kelly. <laughs> I love Josh Kelly as well. I love all these players that you're throwing at me, but also, you see, I, I'm really torn on this one, as you can tell in the tone of my voice, but. <sighs> There is so much upside. He's done 116 before, and he's been injury-free for over two years now. More midfield time at the Giants for him. Yeah. It's it's he ticks a lot of boxes. He does. He's a proven he's a proven performer. He's got more midfield time on the cards. My one concern is that the Giants, there's talk of new play style. They have a new coach. They've been losing games of footy. Like something needs to change. Yeah, yeah. They have they have new guys that kind of are sort of gonna step up and want to take over. Um yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Kelly does get a lot of midfield time, which means that he presents value, but I don't know, just this talk of the game style scares me. Because like so you think about the season that Kelly averaged his one, what was it, 115? 116. 116. Like you had Cogs average 110. Witt was a 110 guy. Taranto was a 110 guy. Like, Yeah, they were all massive. They were all massive together and it's all because of the way that they played. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if they don't play that way, then, you know, like I think there's upside, but maybe Kelly's just a 105 guy now and there's not that much meat on the bone. Mm, I, I feel the same about McRae to a lesser extent that, I'm concerned that what we saw last year is just who he is now, even though it seems to be an anomaly from the rest of his numbers. But I love McRae, and he's he's come through for me time and time again, except last year. I'm I'm keen to forgive him <laughs> and go again in the Cousins' team. Yeah, I think <laughs> he, he, he's our boy. So Yeah, I, I love McRae. I, I think there's more likelihood that he bounces back than him being cooked. So I, I'm keen to have him in the team. All right. We'll, we'll lock in the Cousins midfield yeah. then. It's subject to change, but yeah. The Cousins fantasy team midfield is Bailey Smith, Jack McRae, Tom Green, Josh Ward, Dom Sheed, James Warple, Will Ashcroft, and Will Phillips. And then on the bench, we have Cam McKenzie and Jai Clark. Love it. Nice. All right, moving on to our fantasy rucks. Now, I have two names I'm going to hit you with, mm-hmm. and these are the, the two that I'm keen to have as our starting rucks, All right. which is Rowan Marshall and the big sexy giraffe, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Rowan Marshall, tick it off. Yeah, he, like, he that's just, just such a no-brainer. Um, to, to sell me on Rob, other than him being just the best guy ever. All right, well, that is a big part of the sale. <laughs> Rob is the man. We all know this. But the rucks at the top, you could throw a blanket really over the first 
five or six. There's yeah. no there's no massive standouts in there. Yeah. From all reports, Rob's having a massive preseason. Uh, he said that he's keen to get more of the ground ball sort of stuff back into his game and become more of an around the ground ruckman. Yeah. He which, he said he's been working on his like stoppage work and wants to get back like back to that being yeah, good. Yeah. So that that's a massive plus already. He's mm. super fit. Like I said, there's a huge blanket over the rucks at the top. And Rob has done pretty big numbers in the past. Um, I reckon there's a decent argument that Rob could be the second best or maybe third best behind Marshall and English Ruckman this year. He just it, there is a world where he could go close to a hundred, I reckon. Maybe even above. Yeah. I think he could, I think he could do a hundred plus. The other thing with Rob is there is no competition for spots yeah he's not sharing the ruck with anyone he's not going to get pushed out of the team he's r1 he'll be r1 for the whole year we've seen him do 100 plus in the covid year before but he has a massive ceiling which he showed he showed last year in the covid year also in uh 2021 and 2019 he has just had massive a massive career for a ruckman to date yeah he's a prime age no problems yeah. Rob is the man. Yeah. Let's pick him because he's the poster boy for our podcast. So he's a hog. He's the, the real question is not whether we pick him, but whether we. <laughs> we... <laughs> Rob is R1, ex- ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you did exactly what I was thinking. Whether just out of respect, we put him at R1. It's, it is price, but it's also manliness. Yeah. And just sex appeal. <laughs> Rob is R1. Have you, R2. have you ever done that before where you. Take a seat, Rowan. <laughs> where you like during the season you're just really mad on a player who's for some reason the most expensive in a line and you're like nah you can just sit at m2 today every week yeah every week even though i'm keen on him this year but adams last year underperformed for so long yeah. that he just made his way down to yeah. m8 and stayed there for a yeah. while <laughs> petition just to just to change the way that we order our team just like how just much for the cousins rate. team yeah let's do that all right okay because in in my personal classic team it's just price yeah. and then yeah throughout the season anger yeah <laughs> anger is the big factor but yeah, or maybe we maybe could, we'll we'll reorder it later and then post it we on can, our socials or something we can do it on man love yeah <laughs> <laughs> great that's a good criteria for how we order our players love it Bang. so that's the rucks riley o'brien at R1 yeah. and Rowan Marshall R2 with what what is his name Nicholas Madden <laughs> at R3. Uh, clearly I made the sale on Madden again it's just because the Giants have so many late games to start the year and having the DPP is the perfect basement loophole option. Yep. Awesome. Those are the rocks. All right, moving on to our fantasy defense for the Cousins team. Mhm. Who are you keen on? Well, I've got a few names. Um, I really want to fade an expensive D1. I, Doc? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Doc. <laughs> yeah. But also like Sinclair and Dawson. I don't want to pick either of those three. Oh, you just generally mean fade one. Well, what about Gus? No. Not ke- not Kane? Nah. Yeah, I think- the- I think he's had a bit of a, a back oh, thing okay. or something. That's that. Is- I heard that on Selby's pod, but I haven't. I didn't investigate further, but I I took note in my mind. That's news to me. I think yeah. the the he doesn't necessarily have the most upside anyway. I I'm also just skeptical of how much mid time he's going to get with like yeah, Salem yeah, potentially going to miss same. round one. Like there's just I don't know. There's question marks on his role and he's priced like what ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 
Gone. Uh, See ya. All right. Who do you want for day one? Uh, okay. I've got two names for you. Okay. My D1 in my classic team is actually Hayden Young. Yeah. yeah. So me, I've me gone cheap right and I, I'm into it. So we could we could do that for our cousin's team considering he's our D1 for both of us. But there's one other name I'm keen on and I know you're keen on too. Yeah. Is Isaac coming? You're keen on him? Yeah. I yes. actually, I, I'm, I'm coming around to it. Bang. Done. D1 coming. Let's go. Yeah. Because uh, he... <sighs> I could I couldn't do it for my own team, but I I can the see the cousins team. Yeah, yeah. I Love think it. he's perfect. The perfect name for that. I'm falling under the, a similar umbrella. I'm red hot on coming, but even though we say don't pay attention to ownership numbers, it still is concerning when no one else is keen on. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I think the stats back it up. Like Himmelberg going back forward, Cummings going to get the lion's share of the kickouts. He already had the lion's share, but he's yeah. going to get even more kickouts. His fourth year as a regular AFL player a defender in a fantasy-friendly role for a team that could be looking to sort of m- maybe chip the ball around out of defense like Richmond did with Short and Bashahuli. Yeah. Because obviously... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think, yeah, there are a lot of potential signs for like another step in or like another breakout for him. Like the kick-ins is a big one. Yeah. With Himmelberg going back to the forward line. So l- last season, he had about 50% kick-ins yeah about 54 percent, i believe yeah and um but the other exciting thing about coming is every single year he's improved he's yeah he has his, his fantasy averages have gone well he did 37 but then he did 50 59 83 91 i'm glad that you came now yeah obviously i, I wasn't able to, to make the sale hard enough to you <laughs> privately but some other third third party sources yeah. has come in and done i'm the job. i'm, I'm I'm keen on it for this team, yeah. Let's let's do that at day one. Yeah, I'm hot on it. I'm keen on Hayden Young for day two. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm 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 very keen on Hayden Young. The kick he's gonna he's gonna get more kick ins. I don't know how much. Yeah, but that, there's so much growth for that, him. That was my only issue with Young was just the question mark over kick ins. But apparently, in the intra club, he was taking most of the kick ins over Luke Ryan, who is the guy who. He basically took all of them for free last year. So even if Young can just get a handful of game, playing a couple times, he's going to boost his scoring by you know six to nine points. That with progression, he p- plays a friendly role. Yeah, Freo play a real chip chip mark game style too. I think, yeah, Young Young could be a hundred plus pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. And who do you want at D three? Um, well, I think this name speaks for itself. Yo. He's just he he's done hundred plus twice. He's done a one hundred and seven as his career high. He's done a ninety nine back in the midfield. Even if he splits between mid and defense for the Eagles, he's scored really well in the backline before. Um, just having a full preseason under his belt, where he's injury free as well, is enough. I at minimum, I think he's ninety plus, and he's six hundred and twenty five k. Well, okay. So the reason I pause there is <laughs> because I am very keen on Yo. Definitely going to be in the team. But do you want him at D three or D four? So who who do you like? For because D3, so D3? here's what I'm thinking: is in the midfield we took a bit of a haircut, and we have a bit more cash to spend. I think we can have Yo at D four, or we can or we can spend that money in the forward line. But let's discuss the options. So we'll go ahead and we'll click Yo into the team because yes. you said yeah, yeah, you're yeah. keen on him. Yeah, yeah. Let's put him in there. All right. So who are we? Get- so there are other potential guys that I think can push primo numbers that are 
not quite priced there. One of them, obviously, is Dacos. Dacos, yeah. We both have him in our classic teams. He's going to be awesome. Yeah, he's my D2 in, in classic. Yeah. Did you? So, <laughs> when I got here today, um, I was telling you about that, the vision of that the goal. goal from the from the um, intra-club. It was so good. Yeah. Like, on the run from the square, kicks it like 60 meters. He's a Dacos, goal. so it's, it's not surprising. It was so cool. He looks... He looks like a bit bigger and yeah, he just looks like even if he's ready not, to be a midfielder already. Even if he's not a bit bigger, mate. He was so good last year. He yeah. showed a ceiling, consistency, he hunts the footy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, he's hungry for the pill, yeah. First year to second year, he's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm keen And on in it too. the so like the keeper league, they do like a breakout tracker where basically for every player you can compare them to um, all the premiums kind of in that line, like how many games it took them to break out or like where they were fantasy, as a fantasy player at that stage in their career. Yeah. And for defenders, like Dacos is just like he he beats everyone by so far. Yeah, even even mids. That's pretty like, wild. Dacos is just an absolute yeah. beast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I'm, I'm keen on it with yeah. defender status and at that price. I think he could push 100. Um, the too. other the other name I wanted to throw at you because he's not in my classic team, but I'm I'm really keen on him is Ed Richards. No, no, I like Richards as you would remember. I I tried to sell him to you last year. He averaged I think 83 after the first like six games, which is good. Um, I just don't see the ceiling in his game, and I don't see, I like I think. Especially if Caleb Daniel moves into the midfield, like has been talked about. Richards is going to see an increased role, more time with the ball in his hands, probably take more kickouts. But I'm not sure how high he can bump up his average. You're looking at a guy who's averaged kind of around the 55 mark for most of his career until last year. It's hard to see him going and being a 95-plus guy, and that's kind of what you would want from him at his price. Okay, well, let me let me try and make a case. Okay. Just just quickly, Richards is 648K. He's priced at then, 73. Yeah, Dacos is at, is priced at 769. Yeah, so there's significant difference. 120K. Yeah. Um so he's priced at 73. Now post buy, Ed Richards went at 82. So straight away there's already nine points upside from first and second half of his season. I already said that, dog. Did you? All right, sorry. I, I, said, I said it after his First six games, which, yeah, okay. which is not, maybe not quite accurate. Yeah. But. but in his last five, he averaged 97. So then, so you're seeing like towards the end of the season, he's really like building into some big numbers. Yeah, he was. Then you have Caleb Daniel moving to the midfield. So he, last year, he only had 4% kick-ins. Yeah, yeah. The last, I don't know, do we count f- finals games in... Not you have obviously to pick and choose. That, you pick and that choose. Count. Yeah, you do. You pick and choose because in the final, he what, had a what shocker. Did he score, like forty-seven or something. Yeah, he dropped to forty-seven. Yeah, so you know the last few games he was great until the final when he was very very bad. I think just having extra time in the role and him being able to d- develop his game as a defender is going to help him. But I, I can't see him going. A lot higher, maybe ninety. I think if he so the thing, the real room for growth is the kick-ins because Caleb yeah. Daniel is. Yeah, everyone's talking about him being in the midfield. Yeah. So really, 
it's Bailey Dale and Ed Richards back there that will probably be taking kick-ins. Right? I think I think the kick-ins coupled with that, you know, eighty-two that he did after the buyers. I think he can do ninety easily. Yeah, that that's what I just said. Oh. <laughs> season. <laughs> I keep missing at, it at ninety plus. We we have a podcast that so you don't even listen to me, mate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can see him getting to 90 plus. but You're not worth listening to. Wow, that's rude. That's <laughs> straight up rude, mate. You know, you know, you know I'm, walk, I'm walking off. You're walking. I'm, done. I'm, you're calling, walking. I'm calling T. You're I'm out calling. Nah, I'm, I'm f- out, mate. <laughs> All right, we're back from our timeout. Keebs is called off. <laughs> We, we, we've had our break and we've come back in. We, we had to have a, a heart-to-heart about, <laughs> about what we want from the pod and yeah. about respecting your cousin. <laughs> um, oh, nah. I still want... <laughs> so here's the thing. I still want Ed Richards in the team. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, okay. So I basically made the case for him, but my argument in doing that was kind of that the case made is not quite enough because... Like but you, if you can like, see him doing 90, I think that's plenty. Well, you think you can not listen to me and then you can interrupt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> oh, nah. Look, 90 is a good number from- What's he- What average is he priced at? Like 70. Early 70s. Like, let, me, let me double check that. Well, he played every game last year. So, yeah, like 71, 72, I think. So, you know, 80, 73. Yeah, there you go. So, potentially 17 points. I think it's enough, but how do you see Nick Dacos's upside? What do you think- Dacos will average because it, he's priced at about 87. Well, the difference is, yeah, they're, they're slightly different price range, which is kind of why I think we should pick Ed Richards, right? We're going to have- we're gonna, Because we have coming already. We decided on picking coming. We're going to be able to ball out in the forward line. You reckon? Uh, it, looks, it looks like we're yeah. going to have quite a, quite a lot of money left. Well, I'm keen, well, I mean, the forward line is the place to ball out. I'll tell so. you what, we'll, we'll, go with, we'll go with Richards for now because yeah. I do like Richards. I was keen on him last year and he- he really met my expectations last year. I'm just sort of struggling to see where it, it not where the improvement comes because I I know where the improvement's going to come from, but just how much improvement he'll yeah. actually make. Yeah. Well, Dacos, there's no doubt that they're both going to get better in my mind, but Dacos yeah, sure. is kind of like more expensive, but he's really going to like work hard to push like a top six position, you know. Mm. But if he does, how much upside is that? Like twelve points? If he if he averages a hundred, where's he priced at? Eighty eight? Is it? Yeah, about that. I I could see Dacos doing more. He is f- phenomenal. But I do like Richards. He's a pod. Um, and like, eighty seven. Like I've said a couple times, he I've been keen on him for a while. He just I'm just struggling to see how much upside exactly he has. But you know what he what he ended the year doing plus some some kickouts could see him ninety plus, and that that would be a juicy pick as a defender because. It's a similar thing to the rucks. You can kind of th- throw a blanket over the, the the first bunch. Yeah. Well, to me, it's it's an exciting one, and it, this is what we're about with the cousins team, isn't it? I'm an Ed. The Richards players man. that we're keen on, but we're just like ah, uh, not in our own teams. This is going to be a funny statement, but if you watch Ed Richards play, he moves exactly like Gary Ablett. <laughs> Gary Ablett Jr. Wow. The, way, the way that he runs and he kicks. Really? He, um, I have not seen that before. He, he moves like him. I'm not saying that he- couldn't he, look any he, different. He's comparable to him as a player. Just the way that he moves with the ball in his hands looks like him a little bit. Interesting. It's funny. Okay. <laughs> I'll be on the lookout for that. <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah, we're going to have to pull up some dog's highlights after this because I want to I see what you think. <laughs> okay. 
All right, moving on. We've got D5, which is our last defensive position mm-hmm. because Wilmot is on our field there at D6. Who are you keen on? I am keen on Hunt. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It's funny. This what is the average? Okay, you. Uh, the onus is on you to sell him. To yeah. Him. Okay. Th- this team is kind of turning into our like deepest fantasies smashed into one. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> instead of it, it's just all guys that we're like a bit keen on for our own teams, but just don't have the balls to take the plunge on. <laughs> it's exciting. So, all right, my, my selling with Hunt is pretty simple. West Coast were really keen to bring him over for his speed. We we scouted him. Um, I say we because I'm a West Coast fan. Scouted him from Melbourne for his speed, his running carry out of defense. I think there's a good chance that he will take some kickouts for West Coast because Hearn is old. Witherden has kind of been in and out of the team. I think Witherden will take some if he if he plays, but Hunt's got a long kick on him. He's fast. We're going to look to get the ball in his hands. He's actually his career best average is seventy two point five, and that was playing for a Melbourne team that he was kind of just, I guess, a role player in. I could see him bumping up, not much more than that, but maybe up to to seventy five. The thing is, there's not really many good rookie options in defense. And Hunt is three hundred and seventy nine k, so he's he's right at cheap. right at the start of mid price. I think for a guy that is probably going to play every game for for West Coast, and could average seventy to seventy five. That's where I see him. That's the window. I yeah. think that's more than more than fair. Yeah. Well, the other option that I think we have at what is it D five? Yeah. Maybe Constable. Yeah, I am keen on Constable as well. I think both of them. Yeah, it's are, just are options. It's just the JS problem with Constable that concerns me. Do you really want to start a guy on your field who he's basically rookie priced, but I don't think we really consider him a rookie who is possibly going to play one game and then and then get dropped. You know, like yeah. I mean, it's funny what you say about this team being our deepest fantasies about fantasy players. Is Constable is always he's just such a he's the ultimate tease. Like yeah. he's always had a fantasy game about him, but that's as an inside mid, which they're talking about him playing off halfback, and we just don't really know how he scores back there. I mean, it's like it's like a watch list, I think, for everyone mm. in the fantasy community definitely. at the moment. Definitely. Um. So, I mean, he could at the very least be a placeholder for that position for us now, but otherwise, we can lock in Hunt if you're if you're really keen on him doing seventy plus. Like I say, yeah, 70, 70 to seventy five is about where I see Hunt. I think Constable could do higher than that. It's just a matter of if he's gonna actually play it. And he's a player that I want to see in the practice match and in the actual preseason game before I commit to him. Uh-huh. Is who's who's at D five for you in your classic team? Uh is it Constable? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Constable or Hunt. One, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's the same. <laughs> so it's literally the two that we're deciding between now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually it's it is constable now, but we've Do you have Hunt in your team? Yeah, at D4. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. And I've got Wilmot on my on my field as well. Well, so who are you personally more sure about out of Hunt and Constable? I'm more sure about Hunt by far, but Constable okay. has a, a, you know, obviously a way has better upside. upside. Yeah. All right, well, let's just put Hunt in there for now. Just for I safety. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Again, this is a team that we're going to circle back to as more stuff comes out in the preseason and as the, the preseason games are played. 
we'll we'll I think we'll do a bit more content on what our final cousins team looks like. Yeah. So we have our defenders now. We have Isaac Cumming, Hayden Young, Ed Richards, Elliot Yo, Jaden Hunt, Darcy Wilmot, and then on the bench we have Ruben Jinby and Cowan. Lockie Cowan. And that's our defenders. All right, now we are getting into our Cousins fantasy team forwards. And we've gone back and had a little bit of a look at how much money we've got left. And we've realized that we might have to fade one or two of the popular guys, which- Popular primos. Yeah, the popular popular primos in the forward line, which I think is fine because the way that we've decided we want to structure our Cousins team anyway is that we're going to- Suits us, yeah. Mash our crazy, crazy picks together. Yeah. Well, let's talk about who are those popular guys. So we have Dunks. He's probably the most popular, right? Yeah. Most ever, like every serious coach has Dunks, I reckon. Yeah. Just I, about. I, agree. I I think we, to start off with, we were sort of a bit hesitant on it just because he's so expensive, but we've come around like he's just pretty got, quickly. <laughs> so much upside. Yeah. Um, Cogs, Taranto and Rosie, they're kind of the four forward primos that a lot of people are rolling with. Um, so I guess we have to pick maybe two of them or three of them. So of we'll, the f- we'll have to we'll have to assess the money as we go. Of the of the first four, who are you the most keen on? I think we should start dunks. I agree. Yeah. It's a, like he's gonna be massive. He's a captain option and he's probably potentially ten points better than the next best forward. I mean, unless Taranto and Cogs have massive years, which they're very capable of, um, I think Dunks is going to be a 115 guy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. 110 at least, Yeah, I think. Yeah. So, All right, so we've locked in Josh Dunkley. Who, do you, who are you more keen on out of Cogs and Taranto? Personally, for me, it's Cogs. For me, it's Taranto. Really? Why? Because yeah. it's Taranto. <laughs> it's Cogs. Yeah. Well, I guess we could go in circles doing doing that all day. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just... <sighs> okay, so Cogs plays for the same team, is going to get the same role that he should have been in for the last five years, but, you know, really Leon cooked him. Um, without Taranto, Brune and Hopper there, there's going to be more more time for Cogs to soak up mid-minutes. I'm pretty pretty confident that Cogs is going to get back to being a, at least a 105, probably a 110-plus guy. Taranto's coming to a new team. He's he's going to be a first-choice mid, but Richmond haven't really been conductive to big fantasy scores in the past with the personnel they've had. That could be a personnel thing, but it also could be a Richmond thing. I personally think that's a personnel thing. I Like, they've never had big tacklers in there. Um it's Taranto. It's the way he plays. And I think he's going to suit the Richmond play style. Like, he's he's really fit. So, I think he's going to actually get to use, like, his his tank a little bit as well. I, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really want to fade either of them. Well, before... What what are we looking... In I terms have, of price difference? I have an idea for you. Okay. Just, just to... What, you want to fade them both? Is that your idea? No, no. No? <laughs> I want to fade Warps for Bytel... So we can have both. Okay. 
because that will allow us the money. So we're circling back to the midfield. But just just quickly, so if we fade warps for Bytel, yeah, it gives us an extra hundred and fifty eight k, which yeah. will allow us to get Cogs and Taranto, plus the mid pricer in the forward line that I think everyone is the most keen on to bounce to bounce back after injury, which is McLean. Okay, I actually like that. I rate that. I'd much prefer that than like, yeah, trying to scrape together some forwards that you're not happy with. Again, circling back to the midfield, I just think there's enough risk around warps that I'm sort of keen to take him on. And if he does show a lot in the in the preseason game, um, it you know, it's it's pretty easy to shuffle, shuffle around a little bit again to yeah. get it. But yeah. in terms of forwards, I think McLean is pretty close to a must-have for a mid-pricer. And Dunkley, Cogs, and Taranto are... Oh, I know they're in my team. Are they in yours? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a very, very popular um, F1, 2, and 3, isn't it? It is. And for good reason. These guys yeah. have all been primo midfielders, and they're all available as forwards, and everything is pointing to all three of them having... More mid-time. More mid-time. <laughs> increased, increased scoring. Yeah. So... And Bytel, I you you like put up some good stats for us just earlier when we were talking about the midfielders. Basically, it's a slight restructure because he's he's rookie price, isn't he? Three hundred five k. Yeah, and I'm I'm keen on I'm keen on him to do yeah. eighty plus. And even even if he doesn't get a game or he doesn't quite like things leading into round one, don't look like they're going to line up for him. You could easily just swap him out for a rookie because I think a lot of people are going to run three. Mm. rookies in the midfield anyway that's a really popular structure so that might actually be a better way for us to go the mid rookies are always the ones that pe- people are most keen to go with because that generally they just have the best scoring potential yeah but we've got we've gone hard on the rookies on our bench too so you know if more basement guys do get named and, and more names pop up then we can potentially even restructure our bench just to get a bit more cash in a hand a bit money yeah cool all right that- so our forwards we've got josh dunkley Stephen Cornelio, Tim Taranto, Toby McLean, Harry Sheasel, and Matthias Philippou. And then on the bench, we have Charlie Combin and Luke Pedler. And then our, in our utility, we have Campbell Chesser. Yes. Can't forget the chess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that team. I'm stoked. This is a good-looking team. Is there anyone that stands out to you just looking at the, the page of players that you're a bit a bit concerned on Concern- just looking back at now. Oh, not really. I, I'm actually. I, I've been keen on all of these players at some stage in this preseason. <laughs> yeah, me too. To it kind of gives me FOMO for my own team in a weird way. Yeah, because don't you reckon so many uniques that you're like, oh, Ward. Ward is. I'm so stoked that we we fit. I know. Into I, our team. Josh I've, Ward. By like, the way, Josh. He's Ward. the one that excites me so much. Just looking at it, it's like, oh man, I want to squeeze him into my classic team. Yeah, I've got so much optimism yeah. around him, and the way that my classic team, my personal classic team, is structured, I think I I, I might be able to fit him in. There. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually gonna have a play around after this. Yeah, the FOMO, the FOMO is real after making yeah. the cousins. Team. I'm so pumped about this team. It looks awesome. We definitely got to share it. Yeah, we will. Um, yeah, it's going to be such a dopamine rush just watching these players <laughs> score. Like Bailey Smith, what a yeah, just what an exciting player. Isaac Cumming, yeah, Cumming, just 
just I'm, fun. I've been going to be a good team. Trying to sell coming to everyone I've come across this preseason. Really? So the fact that we've actually got him in our team is exciting. For you me. like coming, don't you? I love it, mate. I love <laughs> it. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, look out, look out for the uh, the cousins AFL fantasy team on AFL fantasy this year, and uh, the cousins pod on Twitter. Yeah, we'll we'll put updates up on our Twitter. Um, as we make them, as we make our changes, probably especially leading into round one with rookies and things like that. Absolutely. But this is this is a great starting place for the team. I Thanks so much it. for uh, checking out the episode. Um, yeah, you've been listening to the Cousins AFL Fantasy Podcast. The preseason is absolutely rolling now. It We're is. smashing it. It's so exciting. All the um, all the intra clubs have been happening over the last couple of days, and we have uh, yeah, we have. Scratch matches between next week. Yeah, it officially so. starts. We'll, we'll we'll be covering some uh some content over the practice matches and, and the preseason again. Yeah, we've got so much content coming your way. We're having so much fun just making this and chatting all things AFL fantasy. So thanks again for uh checking it out, for hanging out with us, and uh don't forget to uh give your cousin a big old kiss on the lips. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. <laughs> See you later. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin.